Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Deshaun was a huge failure. And welcome back to we also, F- fuck, fuck you. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. We missed an opportunity to say who day instead of who day. Yeah, I know. That's all right. But I'm your host, Alex Schubert, sitting across from me, per usual. Lloyd Johnson. How the hell are you, bud? Uh, I'm doing all right. Nice. You yeah. Had a good week, just hanging out, just lounging around the apartment. Yeah, yeah, a lot of chilling, uh, just, you know. Getting all the shit together for the holidays and all that. And nice. You said uh, you said Lil's coming up pretty yeah. soon? Yeah, she'll be up, I think, Wednesday. Not, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Is she, uh, she want to come back on the pod? Uh, yeah. I mean, depending on what time she gets here or if we record on Thursday or whatever, yeah. Because sure we, uh, we got the Patriots next week, and if uh, my uncle is still on board, um, we might have him on to talk some Patriots. That'd be awesome. That'd be so much fun, because my uncle Cy is so funny, and... Him and I haven't really been talking a ton recently, but like he's still like my uncle Sai has helped me with just so much life shit. I talked to him today for a second. No shit. Yeah. What'd he say? You'll see. I'll tell you later. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, nah, man. Uh, I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing pretty well. Um, I've been um, nerding out about the business side of comedy recently. Like, because um, first of all, I don't really listen to too many podcasts. I'm also gonna be like. What did Cy say for the rest of the time? My uncle Cy. But yeah. um, is it bad? No. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> okay. I always think anytime someone says something about me, I'm just like, oh my God, what did they say? Am I, am I, did I screw up? Did I fuck up? Nah. Um, but a couple of comedy friends from Indiana, I want to give a shout out to Matt Alano Martin and Dwight Simmons. Dwight's fucking hilarious. Dwight. I love was my plus one when I sang for the Pacers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, 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 dude. I love that dude. He's the best, man. And they have a new podcast called Matt and Dwight Just Might, where what it is, it's like, when I say it's perfect for where I'm at right now, it is pristine for where I'm at right now. Oh, as far as like comedy and, and that kind of like the advice for that? or Yes. Okay. So it's not just like, Kind of advice, like it's not just comedy advice, like how to write a joke, or just, it's like really helping with like the business side of shit. Nice, where it's like how to email, how to approach bookers, how to get a clip, and which waitresses to bang, <laughs> um, or which waitresses. It's like if she has a little too much cleavage. It's it's like the ones that I might get canceled for this. Yeah, Who knows? Just stop. Yeah, that that was. That wasn't me. I didn't bring that up. But I tried to riff. I tried to yes and that. Yeah, I got it. And yep, I, it wasn't going to go anywhere good. So no, I'm, absolutely I'm fine, I'm not. I was bailing on that thought right away. Yep. I was like, I shouldn't have said that. And then, <laughs> yeah. Nah. But so Dwight and um, Matt, they just talk about just so much shit that it pertains to like how to like, not necessarily how to figure out the business of like, not necessarily like how to get booked. Like how to increase your chances, yeah, just yeah. like how to approach people, how to be seen. 
Yeah, more or less. Or not even be seen, like be noticed. Well, that's what I mean, like by in, in the business kind of side of being seen. Yes. Let me go turn off the furnace real quick. Yeah, go do that. So I'll go talk about what uh, Matt and Dwight said. Um, one thing they were talking about. Um, so with Matt, like on his Twitter account, he posted like, hey, send in a question for the podcast. And I sent in something, uh, just a tweet kind of offhand about like how to get a tape or like how to um, like what's the best advice you have for like what bookers look for in a good tape besides the painfully obvious, of course, you know, like with laughs and not being a hack dipshit and all that stuff. And they spent like an episode and a half on my question. Did not expect that. They were just, it was, there was cool as shit. And I got a lot of help with that. I got a lot of help with the email. Like one thing I didn't notice about, like one thing that like I can't believe I didn't notice with the email was the um, the subject line, because if because I've been sending a lot of emails that have been like Alex Schubert feature booking inquiry or something like that, I have not gotten a single response for a couple reasons, and this isn't me shitting them. Like this is like we're listening. Yes, so I haven't gotten any responses. I've been doing this over a couple months. Have gotten no responses. Uh, one reason is because like a lot of it's a lot of reasons. Bookers can just gloss over a feature email. Yeah. Easier than anything in the world. Yeah. Features aren't hard to find. No, not at all. Like, I was talking to a newer guy in the scene, Dan Brady, because he books a festival out in Erie. And he said, like, over 115 people have submitted for his festival. And the crazy part is that 70 of those people, he said, like, 70 of those people are super bookable. Yeah. So... Like, I, first of all, I need to improve my clip, which I'm hoping to do this Saturday. Plug. And, like, with the subject line, you can't just say, like, Alex Schubert featuring inquiry because anyone can just gloss over that. Sometimes you can get a vouch. Yeah. And they say, like, you can put that vouch in the subject. Like, say, like, blah, 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 comic, vouch included or something like that. I'll have to figure that out as time goes on. And <laughs> I, can't believe I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't even think of this until I listened. But because I've been sending a four minute clip, which I do well in the clip, but you can't just send you. What booker is going to trust a comic to feature when all they have is a four minute clip? Right. Send a 20, send a 25, send what you got. Yeah, they're probably not going to watch it all, but at least, you know, it gives them some substance if they're interested. Yes. And it lets the one thing that Dwight said was it lets the booker know that you have the time. Yeah, that you are comfortable doing that amount of time. Yeah, easily. And you can do you do well enough to the point that, oh, I can send this out. Yeah. Which some comics don't even send good tapes sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, what, yeah. And it's astounding. I've seen uh, when uh, when Cam was working up, there's a handful he showed me. Like, <laughs> he's like, hold on, this is, this is real. Like, I remember one, there was this kid from Mississippi where it was just – his rewording of a bunch of different people's jokes. Oh no! And I just don't think the kid knew any better. Yeah. But I mean, it really was just like, oh, this is kind of like a reworded Hedberg joke. This is kinda, oh no. This is kind of like a, a Ron White joke. This is a. It's like he didn't have any premises of his own. Okay. He just had different versions of punchlines that were still <laughs> kind of the same joke. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't seem maliciously like I'm stealing shit. It seemed like he thought that's what comedy was. Oh. And I'm sure, you know, whatever, central fucking Mississippi probably isn't the hottest comedy scene in the world. Oh, not even a little bit. I mean, most of those people can barely read, more or less understand a fucking clever <laughs> joke. Like, most of them, you know, comedy clubs there, I picture just two guys kicking each other in the fucking balls over and over. <laughs> they just watch old Gallagher tapes. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... I've been to Mississippi. It's one of the worst fucking places that exists. It's and you're it's from Alabama. Alabama, Jackson, Alabama. You said no. I'm from a place called Crawford, Alabama, which is it's that near, just sounds bad. It wasn't on Google Maps like 2014. <laughs> you didn't mention that, which is very funny. Yeah, uh, it's close to like Phoenix City and Columbus, Georgia, like that area near Auburn University. Oh, uh, okay. With you know, my grandpa taught at Auburn University. That you know, blah, blah, blah. but I, I think the reason Alabama is the butt of so many jokes. It's because making fun of Mississippi is like kicking a puppy. <laughs> like it might, it might, you know, might it might get a response, but you don't feel good about it. 
No, not even a little bit. Because Mississippi's oof. <laughs> like, are there like what are the best parts of Mississippi though? Uh, Biloxi Beach isn't fucking terrible. Uh, not as much as a, a lot of it. And Jackson actually has like some part of a, a city to it. It was in Uptown Funk. But uh, as far as I can tell, that's about it. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I I haven't you know been everywhere there, but I've been there enough to just most of it's just fucking awful. Most of it's like a shitty like if you had two guys from New York who've never been outside of New York City write a joke about some rural or write a a, a skit about some rural area and film it, they're right. They nailed it. <laughs> like they go to Mississippi and, and just look around. See nothing. No, no, no. Them never leaving fucking New York. Just making up like the worst case scenario of bum fuck <laughs> idiot town. They're right. They got it. They nailed it. Oh, that just sounds terrible. Like, I, I get why people like. I get the appeal of like country life and small towns. Is it for me? No. Okay, this isn't country life and small towns. This is people who trailers are good living. <laughs> You know, reading, that's for rich people. <laughs> it, like, like a rich person's book is a hardcover. I mean, a, for there, I think Berenstain Bears is... <laughs> that's classy. Like that's Berenstain Bears and the Bible. Yeah, the Bibble. The Bibble. The ba- that book called T-Bibble? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that just sounds like... It's just church. It, it has more churches than people per capita. I I am certain there are way more churches than there are bookstores or libraries. I'll put it that way. I, <laughs> Not counting the Bible, obviously. I, I don't. I think they just know whatever the guy up standing up front on Sunday said. I don't think they read it. <laughs> it was like he'll. I'll take his word for it. He's a pastor. I made it all the way to seventh grade all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Isn't seventh grade in Mississippi when most people get pregnant? Uh, yeah, but it's also like third grade anywhere else. So, <laughs> God, Sorry, we said we, I have real hatred for Mississippi and huge <laughs> China, most of Texas. Yeah, I, I mean, like, there are parts of Texas that I think. I mean, I've literally never been to Texas, but I bet there, like, I like any city I say you're just gonna be like, no, like I bet. Austin isn't terrible. Yeah, Austin's probably fine. I haven't been there, but like Dallas isn't terrible. Dal- well, Dallas Fort Worth, like the the in between parts of the city that are like a normal city, it's fine. I'm sure Houston's fine. I've only been to Houston for like a day, so I didn't have much exposure there. But I've been to fucking Lubbock, Texas, and if I ever have to convince myself that I'm I'm ready to kill myself, I'm going back there. What college is in Lubbock again? College. <laughs> I swear there's a college in Lubbock. I uh, oh, that's a fucking terrifying thought. I <laughs> let Daddy look this up. That's a. I'm sure I've told you that story. Of me just leaving a diner without even getting food. Yeah, you did. That was Lubbock, Texas. That was everything. There was so Texas, so like corny. It's Texas Tech. Okay, well. Tech usually means you're gonna, you know, be flipping a stop sign on a construction site. So, or you're Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Bear. Yep. Which, if he wasn't good at football, he'd be flipping a stop sign on a construction site somewhere. So. Very true. Very true. But you know who is good at football? What the fuck happened last week? The Bengals. Let's talk about this shit. Fuck yeah, dude. let's go. This game was fucking great. It was a twenty-three to ten. Just a. It. It didn't seem like. A like a, a grinded out game. No, I think the first part it was, the same things the Browns defense has done to kind of. Be a problem for the Bengals. They were trying to do that same thing. Well, they try and rely on, Clowney and Garrett, to sack Burrow six times a game. Right, but also, I mean, just even like the the that like modified shell defense with the cornerbacks and stuff. I, it's worked in the past with you know when they've played us. They, they you know switching the 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 defense on 
Yeah, there's one time it'll be nickel, and then the, you know, next one you'll see fucking eight, you know, eight eight guys in coverage and fucking two yeah. in the way. So it, it's worked in the past, and it felt like at the very beginning of the game, it was still kind of like, all right, well, let's figure out exactly how to fucking get around this. Yeah. And then once they broke it, it was fucking done. The game was easy. So did you see what, I think it was the defensive coordinator, did you see what the Browns defensive coordinator said? About what happened when T and Boyd went out. No. They're like, we didn't know what to do. Because oh. we planned for Jamar, T, and Boyd to be in. And T got hurt in warm-ups, which I think pissed off a lot of fantasy owners. Which, yeah. who cares? Also, like, it's not like he's doing it just for shits and giggles. I mean, no! <laughs> like, Zach Taylor doesn't... And no NFL players care about fantasy football. No. Why... I mean, I'm they, sure the good play, one. They play football. Yeah, I'm sure the you good one. What fantasy football is? It's for people who don't play football, which is me. But which, by the way, I just won a league this weekend. Nice. Yeah, that is one five hundred bucks. Fuck yeah! Bro. I'll tell that story at the end. But no, it's like I'm sure the good players care. Like I'm sure Derrick Henry in, in the playoffs and he puts off a 175 yard game is like, you're welcome, guys. Maybe, like I think it's. I think to them it's got to be like a frustrating thing of like, hey, there's an up and down in how this game works. Not everyone's going to have a fucking career game every time. And I'm yeah. certain I'm certain that like people that start them expecting something, if that game doesn't pan out that way, I'm sure they hear about it on every social media outlet. So my, my guess is most players are probably like, fuck fantasy football. Fuck all the people that like fantasy football. Fuck all the people that... Like... um Cordero Patterson, I think, tweeted about it. He's like, I don't care about your fantasy team. I think Naheem Hines tweeted about it one time. I think Justin Jefferson did, too, one time. Really? Yeah, I think he had, like, a game where it was just, like, an average game or whatever. And people just came at him on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. He commented on it. I don't know if it was a tweet or just something he said in an interview or whatever. But he's like, yeah, no, no, no. The, the way people react, if you have not you know not your best performance ever, is as if you personally went into their house and peed on their couch or something. <laughs> Something, something along those lines. He said, "Which attracts." Yeah, I, I can't imagine. Like, I see just like in like some of the football groups we're in on Facebook or whatever, where it's like just that fucking long drawn out post. But fuck you guys, you don't respect me. I'm an intellectual. I've been in this group for six fucking years, <sighs> and I was just like, I was like, dude, I hope you stuff every one of these words back in your mouth with a fu- <laughs> with a shotgun. Like, use the shotgun <laughs> to stuff those stupid words back in your fucking face before you. End I, this. Stop. I just I just tune those people out. I try to, but there's some of it where it's like you'll see like 600 comments. And I'm like, for this, who has the time? Like I want to go through and, and and just like select each person. Like, hey man, do you need to talk about something? <laughs> like, do you need a hug? I'll I'll hire somebody. Like I'm sure Alex likes hugging people. I do. I'm autistic. Yeah, but the, but the kind tell you about trains and <laughs> I, I I like twins. Um, that should be my album title. I like Twain's. It should be Shaped Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to kill you someday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? <clears throat> Glass House, Rocks, whatever. Yeah. I'm just ha- I mean, it's going to be Billy first because of all the big hands jokes he makes well, at the, my expense. Uh, yeah, but also the big boys are going to do him in before you get around to killing him. Yeah, I know. You have that widow widow maker heart attack, and everybody's gonna be like, "What's up, Alicia?" That tracks. Um, but let's talk about the Bengals, shall yeah, we? Because they played well. Yeah, I mean, just a, a solid. It's almost like they had like a very safe game plan, and then let it off the leash as everybody got comfortable. Because they knew, I'm sure they knew going into the game that they wanted to unleash Deshaun and Chubb. Yeah, like they played Deshaun deep. Because they know, like, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones are good, deep receivers. Right. But I think the I think Lou Anarumo's idea was make him win this with his arm. Yes. Their run game is not going to be what we're doing, which is fucking made easier every week by DJ Reader and BJ Hill getting better and fucking better and better. BJ Hill might have been one of the best <coughs> acquisitions we've had in a long oh, Like, dude. trading a bust, I mean, borderline busted journeyman first-round offensive lineman for... Like a pit, like and was it 
did the Bengals get a pick with BJ Hill or did they trade a pick to get BJ Hill? I think they got like a fourth round or was it a one or was it a one for one? I think it was a the person plus a pick on either side. Yeah. Let me I uh, might be I might be wrong. I might be thinking of a different trade, but let's uh let's stat we do not do research before the podcast. But yeah, I mean like DJ Reader is unfucking believable. Yeah. Like that's my you know, I I like defense more than offense. I think that's a bit, that's well known by now. But there's a clip my buddy sent me. Uh, my buddy sent my buddy also it was, it. it was a one for one deal. Okay. Literally Billy Price for BJ oh, Hill. Okay. Right. And what the fuck? That was an awesome trick. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that all day. But yeah, me and my buddy were talking about it. He sent a clip of DJ Reader just literally taking two people and pushing them and getting over to bump into the back that's running so someone else can make the tackle. And I'm like, that's not a human. It's also just it's the best thing you could want from a player. He didn't try to break off and make the tackle. He just slowed the guy down knowing that someone else is there to do it. He did his job. That's he did unbelievable. What he's supposed to do, and he did it in a way where you're like, you double team me, and I'm still gonna beat your ass. Yeah, not only, not only beat your ass, but like, it looked cartoonish <laughs> of the two guys like trying to stop him, and he just keeps moving at the same pace. They didn't slow him down. It just he just moved two guys in front of the. It was I think uh, not Derrick Henry, but the other. Back for the Texans. It was a run play with them. The Texans or or the uh, the Browns? No, this is yeah. This the is Titans. A, Titans. That's what I'm gonna was say. Was it Hilliard? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It was the not Derrick Henry running back for yes. But yeah, I mean, if you watch, he literally runs two offensive linemen into him as he's starting his run, and I think Wilson or somebody comes in and just fucking makes the tackle. That's like how you stopped, stopped him. He stopped the run play. With two other people, like using two other people as his block, that's unbelievable. It, 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 I'll pull up the clip when we're when we're done or whatever and show you. But it's it's absurd. It's it, you're you're looking at like what the fuck? How did he do this? Like DJ Reader is such a monster. It's like I was saying earlier. It's like you have two guys, two offensive linemen on a good line. Yeah, yeah, they're not nobody. They're not. All right, here's that clip if you want to watch it. All right. All right. So, is it the? So he, okay. So I see. So he has two guys on him, and Hilliard just looks for the hole, and he thinks that's where the hole is going to be. But like, Reader, what Reader did was he, basically, took the hole. Away from Hilliard by filling it up with two of his own offensive linemen. That's unbelievable. That's it's crazy. So like the fact that that dude isn't like I, I don't really give a shit about having jerseys or whatever. Like the ones I have, like you know the one uh, the Devin Still. That one was sent to me, and then the uh, Maliuga one was a gift. I, I'm not like a go buy a jersey guy. Yeah, but. I'd consider having a reader jersey. He's um he's insane. Yeah. Or like a Trey Hendrickson. Let's... Which, can we talk about Trey for a little bit? Let's go. Because. He, okay, so it sucks that he broke his wrist. Yeah. To play a whole quarter with a broken goddamn a wrist. More than, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, apparently the trainers were like, hey, man, if it's swelling up like this, you probably shouldn't play. And he goes, that's not, that's not what's about to happen. Like, He's unbelievable. But like, apparently in his brain, there was no like. I'm not going back in there. Just tape the shit out of it, and we'll we'll go from here. We'll deal with this after the game. Yeah, I've broken my wrists, both of them, more than once. I've also played defensive end. Okay, I you need your goddamn wrist. Yeah, I, your hands matter a lot. Yeah, they matter to like swivel around the. De- they swivel. They matter to swivel around the offensive tackle, make <clears throat> your moves, finish tackling the quarterback or the running back. But also, if you don't get your hands to stop that initial push, you never get the movement. You never keep them moving in the direction you want to go. It's like, you know, I mean, if a good offensive lineman can hit you with, your, with their hands, with their weight behind it, it really stalls out like you're, you know, you're, you're shooting 
off the line trying to stay moving quick so you get around or get through. Yeah. Or swivel around. But or... if you can't meet their hands at the same time, like watch the initial contact in the next game or whatever with any, any DN and a fucking tackle. Which it's it's Zach Carter's time. It's Joseph O'Sai's time. Or a fucking, uh, I bet Cam Sample is. Good football player. Dude, that kid's solid. He just ha- doesn't have reps. He just doesn't have. Yeah. But he's come in and, and played fucking fantastic. So the Bengals have drafted so fuck and like made acquisitions on the D line that have been like because for years it was Gino and Dunlap. Those were the guys. Plus a couple of years of Michael Johnson. <clears throat> Who but was solid. Who? He was solid. He was like a projected top what's going on? I have no idea. Oh. Whoopsie. That's all right. Eh, just some settings errors, but that's all right. But so it was Gino and Dunlap for years, but like, like I knew they weren't going to last forever. So the Bengals go around, they sign reader to a four year deal, which fuck Houston for not retaining him. Yeah, it was silly. That was fuck Houston. That organization is so bad. They've had some incredible players. They had, they squandered. Years of DeAndre Hopkins. Dude, uh, D-Hop on any other team is uh, on everyone's fucking mouth uh, every week. He is on another team. Like, he's on the Cardinals. And he was, like, from the okay, last... Okay, what, 11 years in? Oh, whatever, like however, 11... However fucking long he's been playing? 2013. Or it felt like longer. I don't know. Because it but, seems like he's the kind of guy that's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even now, like, when you can tell he's missed a step, he's still a fucking threat. Yeah. Like, but god damn, those early years. Yeah, talk about squandered. I'm, I'm, I love that. Yeah, that was a good word for that. DeAndre Hopkins, the my best scouting report for DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not a fucking scout. He's quarterback proof. <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's he's Megatron without without a huge armed quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, if he'd been anywhere with someone who could. Utilize him well. He's a way bigger name, and he's already a big name. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I mean, imagine him with if that trade had happened, and he was going to be with Manning and fucking Denver or whatever. Oh my fucking god! Nuts. Or you know, there was talks at one point of him going to the fucking Saints. I'm like, him and Drew Brees. Drew Brees like Drew Brees did admittedly kind of tail off the last half of his career. If you give like. Mid two thousand tens, Drew Brees with early DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, it's fucking ugly. Oh, that's a really good way to put it. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Squandered was a great word for that. That, that he was squandered there. It, it's almost like imagine Calvin Johnson if he had been I don't know somewhere with a offense that worked. He was already fucking a, a problem for any defense. Can I give you a good one for Calvin Johnson? Seahawks. Yeah. Put him on the Seahawks. Like. Or, uh, fuck it, let's. uh, Put him on the fucking, uh, the Bears when they had no receivers. Put him anywhere. Uh, Give. If you put Calvin Johnson with early Russell Wilson, Calvin plays longer. Oh, yeah. Or put him in fucking New England. Oh, like, look what happened with Randy Moss. Right. It was insane. New England made T.O. look good again for a fucking half a season. Yeah, that was fun. But, I mean, he looked like a real receiver at that point. You're like, oh, all right, well. But, so like we were saying with the the Cincinnati Bengos, um, like I said, defense played very well. They limited the Browns to one touchdown, which was to David Njoku, which shout out to Bengals fandom for chanting no means no constantly. Dude, did you see some of the shit like that? There's a dude that brought fucking a massage table with a fucking dummy on I it. I did see that. Oh, God damn it. So fucking funny. And also, I want to give a shout out. Um, this guy's gotten a little bit of a little bit of attention on the socials because our old friend, uh, he's been on the pod before, Andrew Fox Miller, tweeted a video of the third down guy. Have you yeah, seen? Yeah. You saw that guy? I've tailgated with him. 
He is as energetic as advertised. <clears throat> Anytime you get like regular shows on the fucking jumbo show in the stadium, you know you're doing something. Biz. He sits in my section. Nice. He's just fucking crazy. And he's awesome. Yeah, he seems like a, yeah. Fun hang. Let's do the list. Yes. And then you got to get to work. So. Yeah, I know I do. I got I to gotta leave here in about 40 minutes or so. All right. Uh, but let's get to some stats. Um, Joe Burrow, 18 of 33 for 239 yards and two tutties. One to Jamar Chase, one to Trent Irwin. Both were beautiful in their oh, own dude, right. Yeah. The, that fucking threading the needle fucking shot to Chase was I gorgeous. Mean, Chase looked up and the ball was there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, his hands were reacting to the catch before his fucking body and brain knew it was happening. Like, yep. And that is chemistry. Between a quarterback and a receiver. Yeah, you can't buy that. Nope. It's... And goddamn Trent Nerwin. There is one <laughs> there is one thing in football that is more crowd pleasing than the flea flicker. And have I told you what that is? What? The big man touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Big man touchdowns always. It's the best thing in football. <clears throat> There's a highlight reel of those on YouTube, and I believe it has like thirteen million views. Nice. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, but I mean, also, how fucking happy does Trent Irwin look every time he does anything? He's the just he is. Um, He's the good the good storyline for a child actor. He is Andrew Hawkins. I like it. Yeah, he's like just like he gets like he gets his opportunities every now and then, and for him to be part of a flea flicker, which is like, oh boy. It's like, we don't have sirens this week, but we do have a thud. I think my neighbor died. <laughs> Ugh. Rest in peace. Um, Rip. But it's like, wh- when the crowd realizes that a flea flicker is happening, there's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a breath of anticipation, and if it works, fucking explosion. It's unbelievable. And I think when that play happened, I was like, mm. Bengals, lo- or Bengals won. Yeah. It was awesome. And so shout out to Mixon, Burrow, and Trenton Irwin. I love when that play happened because, like, Irwin was open by a good eight yards. There was no one close. (laughs) It was awesome. And just fucking put it right in his pocket. And just the smile. Like, he he looks so fucking happy (laughs) every time anything. Dude, you're scoring. You're a. He's like tolerable Cole Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yep. But. He's he's just he's just a little nerdy guy scoring touchdowns in the NFL. We love to see it. Yeah, he's a kid who started off as a child actor until he missed football practice. He told his daddy, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to act. I don't want to do any commercials or any of that shit anymore. I'm missing football practice. Yep. That's crazy. But shout out to Trent Irwin. <clears throat> and uh, the other touchdown was to Samaj P. Ryan. Also a thing of beauty. Yeah. Because like he was just running up the gut. Then all of a sudden, no one just saw him teleport to the outside and just waltz in for six. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, a, a leisurely stroll. Yeah, it really was. It's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, Mixon also had a better game. He had uh, 14 rushes for 96 yards. One that was just a huge bust down the sideline. Also, I, I thought some of the up-the-gut, up-the-middle runs he was doing, getting nine, eight, nine yards of fucking run, where you're like, all right, this kid's He's got, he's got that spark back with him. You know what I mean? He's happy with his offensive line now. <clears throat> and also, shout out to fucking Kappa, because... God. That dude looked like he was out to fucking make a point. Dude. That whole it, game. It's like the interior of the offense, because like, a lot of the weak points of the, this year's offensive line have been on the outside with Jonah Williams and Lael Collins. But the inside with Kappa, uh, Karras, and Volson has been rock goddamn solid. Yeah, Volson's had a couple of games that... Could have done better. He's a rookie. He's going to happen. But th- that's what I was going to get at. Yeah, the fact that he's a rookie and he's only had a couple games where you're like, yeah, you should have done a lot better with this. Because he's fantastic. Like, you know, looking forward wise, that's awesome to have. You know, you got a guy that as long as nothing crazy happens, he's not going anywhere. He'll, he'll be here for a while. Yeah, he's a, you know, like a more energetic Zeitler. Like, yeah. I miss Seitler. But it's like, it's like, think about being, you're going from being a monster at North Dakota State. He was a tackle at North Dakota State. So making that switch from tackle to guard 
is never easy. Like, because a lot of offensive linemen, they play their one position and they've like, it's like that's the position that they can autopilot. So Volson goes from being an offensive tackle at North Dakota State. Admittedly good football good football program. They've had a couple NFL stars. Running team. Like, I mean, they've had two quarterbacks get drafted high in the first round. I'm just saying like, they're more generally their offense is you know based on running. Yes. But so you go from <laughs> starting a small D2 uh, a, a, so a good D2 school to oh, you're an NFL starter. And yeah. that is over the course of nine months. Yeah, and at a new position. Yes. And he's done well. Yeah. So, so she, yeah, all the love. That was great move. You know who else deserves all the fucking love in the world? We're going to get to a couple of these guys, but there's one guy in the slideshow that we need to get to. Cam Taylor Britt. Dude, we talked about him a lot uh, going into the season. Because I even said, because I met his uh, parents at the tailgate. And I even said one thing that we've said on the podcast before. I was like, when, like, remember when we said, when you trade up three spots, yeah, that's telling. Yeah, that means Duke Tobin went, we're going to get this guy. Yeah, and it's like, I don't care if we have to mo- give up a third or a, like a fifth round pick to move up like that. Yeah. It means you really want this guy and you can't risk losing him. Right, and uh, once again... I don't know if we've given Duke Tobin much love this week or this year, but maybe the most important person on the fucking staff. Yeah, easily. Because Mike Brown is just like, eh, I'm gonna try. I got the money. Right, but also like when when you know uh, uh, when the Patriots staff mentions someone like a head of player personnel by name often, they're like, oh, his draft boards and our draft boards are almost always the fucking same. That's why almost every Bengal that leaves ends up on the fucking Patriots. Like. You know, they had Burkhead ahead of where we did. They had Marquise Flowers. They had uh, uh, Trey Hopkins back when. That's right. A bunch of people that they, you know, clearly were after that ended up on our team. So they're they're real high on Tobin and his scouts. And Yeah. So, yeah, I just want a moment to, like, yeah, that dude's a fucking. That's why, um, so I'm not sure if this can relate kind of, but that's like when Tom went to Tampa. You know who he wanted from the Bengals? Gio. Yeah. He wanted Gio. Yeah. And like, he got him. So, yeah, I mean, like, Taylor Britt was a monster, played well, like, fucking badass stopping. Was it Peoples Jones in the end zone? It was everyone. It was, it, I mean, you could tell part of the, the plan was like, all right, let's pick on the rookie. And then after a few plays, they're like, let's stop picking on the rookie. Like, <laughs> it's not oh, working. Yeah. It's not doing what we thought it was going to do. This kid is playing lights out. And, I mean, a couple of the hits he had, as a physical fucking dude. Yes. That guy plays with, like, I'm going to murder you intent. He's an athletic freak, and he's good at that. Uh, there's uh, two more guys I'm going to talk about before we get into the preview. First off, because the receivers. And, like, with Chase, uh, with Higgins and Boyd Hurt, Chase stepped up. Yeah, he had. I mean, how often was he double covered and still making? Yeah, it's like if Burrow saw Jamar in single coverage, he's going to look to him. He's his first read. Yeah, well, I mean, of course. But he had ten receptions, one hundred nineteen yards, and that thread in the needle touchdown. So Chase, we don't even need to explain it anymore. He's just a fucking monster. And another guy before we get into because um, there's a little bit of a controversy with him this week. And I've talked him up for a while. I love the shit out of Jermaine Pratt. Uh, yeah, I, I, he is slowly becoming a, a star. Yes, he is like one of the consistently one of the highest graded PFF players. Ever since his rookie year, I've been like Jermaine Pratt has stepped up and he's done everything that's been asked of him. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, it, it seems like he's his energy keeps shit happening at times on defense. Where like. Some battle happened or something. I feel like he's unaffected by anything. Yes. All it is to him is, all right, well, let's go out there and do a thing. Let's figure out how to, like, that strip of fucking Kelsey. The He's always like, all right, well, let's make sure everyone keeps this fucking pace, this energy, this intensity. Yep. And, like, because I, I feel like Logan Wilson, who admittedly, phenomenal player. Yeah. 
but I feel like Logan Wilson gets a lot of the credit, which he deserves. Sure. Pratt deserves more. Yeah, I agree. Every time you need something to happen, he's Pratt's, fucking there. Yeah. Um <laughs> so we can like we contain Watson and Chubb. So we got Tom coming up this week. Not just contain Chubb. Stopped him. Embarrassingly. Stopped him. Yeah. Did very well. Um and I kind of I kind of saw it coming too cuz I had him in the finals of one of my leagues. And I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to bench Nick Chubb. I'm going to start Tony Pollard." Good call. Daddy won 500 bucks. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> so we got single Tom coming up this week. You guys ready to talk about him? Let's go. Let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> Fuck me for forgetting to f- switch that. Let's roast these team. So this is this is one where I had to use like a brand new um, <clears throat> slideshow. Brand new slideshow. Because sometimes I was like copy and paste the old slideshow for laziness purposes. Because Lloyd, you're a lazy fella. Fuck yeah. But let's start with Captain Fear. He looks like he's made up solely out of the fear of going to the dentist. <laughs> That's Captain Jack Pigeon. Captain Fear looks like he spends he looks like he spends his off time trying to catfish the women who are trying to get with Tom Brady. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm Tom Brady. Uh, the owner, Joel Glazer. What do you got? Uh, he looks like a doctor from a nursing home that no one trusts not to fondle the patient. <laughs> so I got doctor vibes from him as well. Um, I didn't put that in my slideshow because um, I know I'm not a huge soccer fan either. But his family also um, has, like, a huge stake in Manchester United. They hate their guts. Oh, I'm sure. So I tried to look this up, and I got a very, like, kind of neat, like, slightly decent explanation as to why. So um, the short version, there's way more to this, and I'm not, I'm not going to explain it very well because I'm not, I'm not knowledgeable about soccer that much so what i got was the family basically purchased a minority stake in the team which allowed them to reap in profits while it put the team in in debt basically or something like that does that track kind of yeah yeah. um the only way their vitriol for the glazers could get any worse is if he endorsed alex schubert as a comedian (laughs) oh Alex! i try (sighs) um (laughs) Uh, we also got to this guy, the past owner, Malcolm Glazer. He looks like Mr. Smee from Hook. <laughs> if he spent his entire life trying to warn the president of an impending natural disaster. <laughs> he is a ridiculous looking man. Look up Malcolm Glazer. Yeah, it's odd. He has six. He had six kids. With, with dolphins? <laughs> The real story here is that someone consensually fucked him six times. We don't know that for sure. (laughs) Uh, Malcolm Glazer accumulated his wealth through multiple businesses, as well as the time he found a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. (laughs) Because they also like because they also frequently called him the leprechaun in the media. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I I don't know. To me, he's he looks like if Bob Hoskins playing Mr. Smee got like real sick. (laughs) Yeah. Just. Why did he move to Florida? He looks like he's allergic to the sun. That that, that was a fucking rip joke. Like he's allergic to people. <laughs> uh, the GM Jason liked. He looks like if you made the feeling of constipation into a human being. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, he looks like he'll only drink beers that were opened by his forehead. <laughs> he looks like the part of the turkey that John Madden spit out. <laughs> On the spot burn. Yes. Coaching. Todd Bowles. He looks like he's been t- chasing Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie around for, <laughs> for weeks trying to stop them from stealing 60 cars in one night. If you don't know who Delroy Lindo is, he looks like Delroy Lindo. Todd Bowles look, looks like Jerry Cruz. <laughs> Uh, Todd Bowles and his Buccaneers got destroyed so badly by the 49ers on Sunday that Christian McCaffrey was taken out of the game in the third quarter. Christian being removed is a coincidence since watching Todd Bowles coach makes someone not believe in God anymore. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, did you see the whole thing where he lost his temper and like screaming at the team on the side, no. sideline? Like, we're getting our asses fucking kicked. <laughs> and then in the the uh, press conference afterwards, he was like, "We got out coached on offense and defense. We got our asses kicked." <laughs> and it sounded like it's the first time he ever said asses. <laughs> we got a, our asses kicked. Like his mom just recently died or something, and he's just now allowed to say swear words. Yeah, but. So, Lloyd, we're Bengals fans in here, right? Yeah. And we all hate the damn Buccaneers, right? This week we do, yeah. Who's the gayest motherfucker you can think of who plays for the Buccaneers? Quarterback. Tom Brady. Yeah! Here he is! All right, before uh, I forget to skip over this, but... Yeah, he's going through a divorce court. What do you got? I had to pay homage to Tom Takar there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his face looks like it was cut like a gemstone is before it's set in a ring. <laughs> like, now that he's single, there's going to be so many South Florida supermodels going to the doctor for pelvic lacerations <laughs> when he chops them up with that fucking sharp-ass chin of his. <laughs> like, he looks like you're looking at a, reflect- a reflection of past Tom Brady in a broken mirror. <laughs> Uh, so uh, there's uh, been a bunch of headlines speculating that Tom is going to be sexless after his divorce. Ew. Which sounds crazy, but it's true. Because he's no longer going to be having sex. Tom fucking. <laughs> Dude, imagine being Tom Brady of all people in the world and not using your penis. Oh, no. Again, I think sexless means he's not having sex no more. He gonna be fucking. He gonna be fucking. I completely agree. Tom is gonna be fucking. Because they're saying like the divorce is so amicable, even though like odds are Giselle's fucking that one dude from her jujitsu gym. Yeah. <clears throat> Which also shout out to Hiken, Rican Hiken, however you want to say his name, uh, Machado. <clears throat> when he was asked about the guy that the jujitsu guy that's on vacation with Giselle and the Machado was like, "That's my fucking hero." <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best answer you can get. He, that fucking rules. So yeah. You got any more you got any more on old TV twelve? No, no, no. You go nuts, bro. Tom Brady, uh, even though he doesn't use drugs, Tom Brady is the Charlie Sheen of quarterbacks. <laughs> he just got divorced from his lo- from his wife and he's no longer winning. <laughs> I like it. Uh Tom Brady said that he divorced Giselle because she violated his order of not being allowed within 500 feet of a sugar cube. <laughs> his diet's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> I really, really like this joke. Tom Brady starred in a docuseries called Man in the Arena, which was way better than the docuseries about Antonio Brown called Man in the Hotel Pool. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's a good joke. Uh... Tom Brady signed the ball that Dre Greenlaw intercepted from him. In another act of good sportsmanship of having things taken from him, he also signed the car that Giselle drove to take her kids to their jujitsu class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and Machado just sitting in the back, like, I'll roll with her first. <laughs> um uh, Tom Brady once said he's not really religious religious, but he is spiritual. And my friend Daniel Tosh isn't honest, but he said he's interesting. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And I'm not honest, but you're interesting. Yeah, I'm not honest, but that's interesting. That's such a good that joke. So good. Um, two of uh, Tom Brady's great great grandparents on his father's side were Irish refugees from the Great Famine, or as he calls them, overeaters. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Tom Brady uh, gave bulge enhancement advice one time. Uh, he, he said his two biggest pieces of advice are to stuff your underpants with socks and absolutely do not whip it out in a hotel pool. <laughs> his two biggest points of advice, stuff it with socks and don't let your wife take jujitsu. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady has endorsed brands including Uggs, under Armour, Movado, Aston Martin, and Smartwater. 
The only way they could get any whiter is if he endorsed Alex Schubert's comedy. <laughs> Sponsored by White Claw. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, it was. That was so much fun to roast old TB12. I, I almost hate roasting him because like, I, I have genuine respect for that kid. Like, He's the GOAT. Everything about him I should hate. Yes. Kind of like a rich kid growing up. Got every opportunity to go to every football camp, whatever. Went to Michigan. I don't give a shit about college football. It's me neither. But anyone he's played with is like that dude shows up early, stays late. This is a dude's multiple times throughout his career taking fucking salary deductions to keep other people on the team. That like they're nothing but respect because Tom is like he's a like a fucking two hundred millionaire anyway. Like he's gonna make plenty of money money through like he doesn't need contract money. Right. He's gonna make money off this divorce. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Giselle has more money than him. I know. So it's madness. It's yeah. But but continue. So shout out to T B twelve for being so great that I can't not respect you. Yeah. But let's go to his backup and uh third down mark uh uh cosplayer, Kyle Trask. He looks like his nickname should be Swipe Left. <laughs> Kyle, Swipe Left, Trask. <laughs> uh, of course his name is Kyle. His beard looks like an ups, up, upside-down Monster Energy Drink logo. <laughs> like, if Tom Brady doesn't retire after this year, there's going to be so many holes punching his mom's drywall. <laughs> I actually forgot to roast him, but that's okay. Because also, in the text, you had Kyle Trash. I did. So I did. I my fucking autocorrect. Yeah. Did trash, and I'm like, you know what? That tracks as well. Yeah. I, I thought you did it on purpose, and then you're like, oh no, trash. But yeah, either way it works. Yeah, <laughs> I loved. I loved it. It was fun. But we're about to get into one of the dumbest jokes I've ever written for the podcast, and we're bringing oh, yeah. it back. I love it. Running back. Leonard Fournette. All right. So I was reading a bunch of shit about him. Apparently, he's into a lot of like supernatural and crypto shit great so uh, he looks like he teaches the children's classes at bigfoot hunting camp <laughs> he looks like he traded out his human ears for tiny ones so he could better communicate with leprechauns <laughs> he looks like he has the eye of the tiger shark <laughs> uh leonard Fournette was a bust for two of my fantasy teams this year and this picture looks like he's looking at both of them at the same time <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to get my, my condescending post for this one. In April 2019, Leonard Fournette was arrested at a car wash. Fournette was taken away in handcuffs, but the car made a clean getaway. Uh. <laughs> also, is, is getting arrested at a car wash not the most Florida thing you can do? I think this was when he played for Jacksonville. Okay, well, that's still Florida? Which is still Florida. Yeah, I don't... Yep. But uh, apparently a lot of um, Jags fans were chanting free, free. Uh, it was either free for net or free Leonard. That was fucking awesome. Was it? The situation? Yeah. Yes. Okay. My joke? You want to say go to hell, don't no, you? No, I don't want to say like, do you need a hug? Like, <laughs> how do we fix this? How do we? <laughs> Some of my favorite jokes to write are the ones where I laugh harder than you do. Right, right. I, I love Alex jokes. That's why I try to do them every once in a while. Like, I try to write one like you. Which sounds insulting in a way. It's not at all. It's I, I love how happy you get over like a, a, a fucking bad pun or a, a joke that you're just like, this is funny to me. It's got to be like, it's not just a bad pun. It's like the right kind of stupid. I'm right, a sucker right. for a stupid joke. Yeah, I love how happy you get with them. So I try to write some of them sometimes and... It's fun. But let's move on to Rashad White. Hey, it's Ray Chad. Ray Chad? <clears throat> he looks like he collects each new version of Mountain Dew cans. <laughs> like, I have he, done this. He looks like he uses a hemp-based deodorant that smells like other people's armpits. <laughs> uh, Rashad White looks like he has a pregame tradition of taking off one of his dreadlocks and putting them above his eyebrows. <laughs> How are you a, a hemo or an emo stoner? <laughs> Wide receiver. Mike Evans. Do your burn. Uh oh yeah. 
Uh, Mike Evans holds several Bucks franchise records, including most receiving yards, most touchdowns receptions, and youngest mom. <laughs> How old was his mom? Take a guess. 17. 14. Oof. Uh, Mike Evans's mom gave birth to him when she was 14, or as Jackson Carmen calls it, a woman's prime. <laughs> Past majority. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my entire burn is a picture. So if you're not watching this on YouTube, sorry, but... Yes. Tell me I'm wrong. You are not wrong. It's a perfect... It's a woolly willy picture, but it, it, it looks like someone made him on a woolly willy. It's... It's exact. It's it's it really is. So yeah, if you're not watching the the YouTube stuff, sorry, but yeah, this is a visual one that is yep. just too good to pass up. Yes. And Chris Godwin. <clears throat> Looks like if a, a a princess kissed him and mid transformation it just stops. <laughs> like he he's like, like a, Prince he looks like Char. Looks like a frog as well. Yes. Uh, so, fun fact, his first name is Rod. The fact that he missed an opportunity to go by Rod God. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. If he was a NASCAR driver, that for, for sure would be it. Rod God. That's so good. Rod God, presented by Todd. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect porn name. Yeah. it's. I mean, from like probably. For a guy no one would ever want to fuck. Yes, very true. Speaking of guys no one would ever want to fuck, who, okay, maybe him, like, eight years ago, but Julio Jones. Go with yours first, because, again, this is a... I actually kind of forgot to write mine down, okay. so I kind of forgot. Go ahead. Right, so mine's also partially a visual, visual burn, but uh, I loved him in Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know, fun fact, uh, if you say Julio Jones's name three times, he signs a one-year contract with your favorite team. <laughs> Right, so it looks like he pissed off someone in the waiting room in hell. <laughs> and Scotty Miller. All right, this is only for the Cincy Comics. Is that not just Austin Craig? Yep. Yep. Uh, little known fact about Scotty Miller is he really actually wanted to be a dentist. Oh, God. That's a Herbie the Elf joke. Oh, okay. Uh,. This escaped elf always is quick to point out that he trains every day with his wife, who is an ex-Rutgers gymnast. I can only assume he does this just to be able to say, I've actually touched a human vagina once. <laughs> Someday he'll be a real boy. Yes, he will. And finally... Tight end. Cade Otten. All right, this is what I talked to Uncle Cy about. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> I bet this guy has giant hands. <laughs> he probably does stand-up comedy. He probably really, really likes trains and chicken nuggets that are made into shapes. He probably, he probably does a podcast with his other autistic friend where they make fun of people that could kill them with their hands. He also moderates multiple Facebook football groups. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sent that to Uncle Cy and he just responded with ha <laughs> Like way too many ha's for it. To, that's why I was like, yeah, I'll tell you later. So. Oh, fuck. Cade Otten <laughs> looks like he's auditioning to be the next Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, no. He looks like he just won the audition to be the next Alex Schubert. Oh, that is your long lost big handed brother. <laughs> oh, no. He looks like the love. He looks like if I fucked Tom Brady and forgot to pull out. <clears throat> he looks like you at Union Terminal staring at the train display. <laughs> I like Twain's. What a good one to end on. Yeah, yeah that's why I was like, all right, we got to stop there. So. Yep. So let's move on to those predictions and bullshit. Predictions and bullshit. Lloyd. The fucking Buccaneers got stomped this Smacked. weekend. Smacked. And it was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my prediction is Bengals will win. Okay. 35 to 7. Okay. Just because that's where they're going to stop so that he has to feel the exact same thing as he did when the San Francisco 49ers won 35 to 7. Yes. 
Player of the game. Listening. Luke Wilson. Ooh. He's going to have two interceptions. Logan Wilson? Or, yeah, sorry. I was like, who the fuck is Luke Wilson? He's an actor. That... Okay. I, I, You're good. Logan Wilson. Two interceptions, 17, 18 tackles, and he's going to fuck Giselle on the sidelines. Oh. I love that prediction. I'm going to say... Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say Bengals 206, Bucks 3. Bold prediction, Joe Burrow signs up for a jiu-jitsu class. <laughs> and Joe Burrow, bolder prediction, Joe Burrow gets a hickey on the other side of his neck from Giselle. I like it. Yes. Player. He, got, he looked like he had a fun birthday. He did look like he had a fun birthday. Uh, player of the game is going to be Samaj Pirine. He's going to have 20 carries for 700 yards, five touchdowns, Four jujitsu lessons. And he's going to punch the same white girl that Joe Mixon did. Ooh, love that prediction. All right. <clears throat> My other player of the game is going to be Jermaine Pratt. He was going to be another mine. Because he's going to dress up as Samaj P. Ryan. Okay. And have exactly the stats you said. And also two interceptions. Ooh. Bold prediction. Cloudy. <laughs> uh, my bold prediction. Uh, Captain Fear. Okay. Uses his fake sword to decapitate dot Todd Balls. Dude, you're on to something. I, I think so. Go to the Hollywood. Put that in. I'm sure fi- there's, there's got to be a prop bet for it, right? Yep, I agree. And finally, plugs. <clears throat> Listen to the Bastard Sermon. As always. <clears throat> we have a, a bunch of fucking bangers lately, man. Uh, my buddy Santino was just on. Yes, yeah, uh, he uh, Possible future guest of yeah, our yeah. podcast. Uh, Hip Hop Art is one of the most fun podcasts we've done in a long time. Yeah, dude. Just the other day we had uh, Blake on with Will Finer, which go watch Blake 182 on YouTube. Dude. Some of his reels are hitting over a million views each. Yeah. Kid's a fucking monster. One of the funniest people I've ever met. We've talked him him up on the pod. Yeah, check out Blake 182 on YouTube. And then uh, check out Rand Barnacle's special yes. for the room, yes. also on YouTube. Shouted out by Bert Kreischer of all people. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, Tommy Jonigan and Andy people, Woodall. Yeah, a bunch of people have given him love for that one. But yeah, go watch those two. Uh, Mike Cronin has a special out. He sure does, and it's fucking great. Yes, yeah, Mike's so fucking funny. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's called Tick Worm. Yes, check that out on YouTube as well. And then uh, yeah, this weekend at, at Go Bananas, Mark Shalfu's. One of the sharpest joke writers yeah, there one is. One of the best joke writers I've ever met. So, yeah, uh, those things. Um, I got some plugs. I got uh, this Saturday I'll be performing alongside Mark Shalafu. Fuck yeah. Um, December twenty second I'll be a com- no I'll be a go bananas. December twenty second, twenty third I'll be a chameleon. Uh, Shout and out Breezy Lee showcase. I'm gonna be doing some time. Uh, what else? So rounding out into the going into the year, I'm doing uh, th- I'm doing both the thirty first jo- jokes showcase and the thirty last jokes showcase. Nice. Do you know what the last jokes yeah, showcase? Yeah, I like that one. A joke you're just not going to do anymore. I think I'm going to make them my DJ jokes. All right. Yeah, because I, I, I mean I like doing doing them every now and then. Which also not DJ anymore. Really, not so. really. Yeah. So like I want to focus it. on comedy. I get it. Uh, not sure my 31st joke is going to be yet, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, December, or I'm sorry, January 8th, I will be headlining at Wiley's Comedy Joint doing, the, yeah. doing the Sunday show. Headlining the Sunday show. Have you ever been to the Wiley Sunday show? Yeah. It's, not for a while, but yeah. <clears throat> I might come up for that one. Just If you're headlining, I'm... A um, couple of my buddies are going to be in, uh, for that. Nick Benavidez is going to be up there. Nick, I was talking last night, Nick's gotten better. A lot. Yeah. You just can't talk to him in person. Yeah. 
but or maybe no. that's just me. He always seems like he's like scared to say words in front of me. I don't yeah, know. Um, I like the kid, but yeah, yeah. He's got, his his jokes have gotten better, and I think he's like starting to figure it out. I agree. Uh, and Dan Brady's gonna be up there too. And then seventeenth uh, January, I'll be at Symposium, telling some jokes. And Fun then show. finally February first, I will be at Pivot in Lexington. Fuck yeah! Let's make some jokes happen. Um, but yeah, Lloyd, that was a uh, dude solid sewed. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Like flowed throughout. We got to talk some jokes. A lot of fun burns. A lot of fun burns, dude. Um, but all so that I, is, I, I hate that you didn't give me more on my Captain Jack pigeon. I did like that one, but Lloyd, I think Alex. we right, let's start that again. Lloyd, Alex, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Buccaneers. We, we like the Bengals. Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals. <laughs>